going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of A Sit Down with Sturch. This is actually episode two, but it is the first ever episode with an actual another human being in my presence. Uh, it's the first actual episode with a guest, and I couldn't think of anybody better, to be honest with you. I, I, I know a lot of people, Paz. I know a lot of people, but uh, I figured, you know what? We've had you with Chop Sports plenty of times. We've seen you. We've covered your 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 wrestling over at Rutgers. Your everything that you've done in your your pretty much the last two years of your life. Mm-hmm. We've actually dove into that head first. So I figured, wait a minute. You know, I got to learn a little bit more about Paz because we get you. We get the aspirations. We get the season stuff. We get all that. We get the tournaments. We get everything you want to do in wrestling. Mm-hmm. But, like, sometimes I'm just like, yo, what else does this guy have to offer? Is he just, like, a plain Jane? Like, does he actually like doing shit outside of wrestling? You know, so that's stuff I wanted to do on this podcast um, because I think it's a good conversation piece. I think it's a good way to expand your brand. I mean, I don't know how much reach these things get, but, you know, I, I see the download numbers. And, and, by the way, shout out to everybody who downloaded episode one. I really appreciate all the, the positive feedback. See that? Positive feedback? That's a dad joke written all over that shit. Uh, so anyway, welcome to a sit down with Sturge, man. It's it, I'm thankful to have you here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me back in the chat sports, you know. So how do you like the place? I mean, it's, this is awesome. It, I like it's blue to black. It's yeah, really, really it's, cool. We, uh, we, we upgraded a little bit, so it's been fun. Um, it's a grind. Uh, we're doing this, you know, little by little, day by day. We're growing as a business. So like I said, we've had you here before. Um, we've talked about aspirations and past seasons and stuff like that, really wrestling related. But I, I need to know where all this actually came from. You know, like mm-hmm. when you were growing up, like was wrestling the first thing that you're like, yep, that's what I want to do. You know what I mean? So take me through early childhood. Now, if anybody doesn't know, obviously, now I don't know this, so I'm asking you for the first time. Mm-hmm. Born with a disability or did something happen? Yeah, so I was born uh, with a dis- disability called Coates disease. Okay. Um, it's a rare form of eye, eye, it's not cancer, but like an eye form of it. Okay. Um, the, the the usual one's called um, retinoblastoma. Okay. Um, that's like the more common form. So mine was even more rare than that. Um, so I was born with it. Uh, I got diagnosed when I was three. So my mom was taking pictures of me and one day she saw my eyes, like a little red, like a red dot, mm-hmm. like in, in my pupil. And she goes, what, what is that? And then I started getting sick. Um, really? then she brought me to the doctor one day and the doctor was like, your son has retinoblastoma. She was like, what? My what the hell is that? My yeah, three year old yeah. has retinoblastoma. Yeah. Um, and then she went to another doctor and then soon after we got to Will's Eye Hospital in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there they concurred that it wasn't retinoblastoma. It was a more uncommon form called host disease. Um, that's when your retina isn't um, responding, I guess, to your nerves and stuff. I, I mean, there's more you can look into it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like a really rare form of... So super rare, not a lot of people walking around with this thing going yeah. on. Like, So this is complete loss of vision in one eye or yeah. just a little... So it was a little bit at first. So I think it was like a scale from 1 to 10, um, 10 being like completely eyed dead to... Yeah you know, zero being good. Right. I was at like a five, okay. six when I came in. And they said to you it was going to get progressively worse as it you will, go? It will, yeah. So okay. I, I, my mom can tell you a better story than I can because right. I really don't remember much of it, but right. I'm going off of what they told me. Yeah. Um, but they went through a bunch of surgeries trying to like, you know, freeze the cells, freeze it and, you know, try to save my eye. But once I got to like four years old, like a year later, mm-hmm. there was like no saving it really. So I, I could never lose my life, but I could I could lose my eye. So I ended up losing my eye. They took it out when I was four. Insane, um, bro. Four years old. Yeah, bro. four years old. And ever since then, I've, you know, lived like this. I got a pr- prosthetic. This is my like, third one. Okay. I was um, going to say, like, do they have a time span or like? Yeah. You know? So your body grows. Your yeah, true. Grow. Okay. So uh, I started off a, a little, you know, a little one. Then I got bigger. And mm-hmm. as my body gets bigger, I get, a, you know, they could do buildups build on it, but they're like four thousand dollars, five thousand dollars. Good lord. Yeah. Okay. And, cos- and at the time when you're a kid, I'm sure that that money's not growing off trees. So no, this stuff gets expensive. And it's insurance never covered it. My mom would go. Really? For, yeah, they call it cosmetic. Get. Are you serious? Seriously, my mom was oh battle with God. them for years. Still to this day. That is insanity. Still to this day, right. my mom can talk uh, to you. You should bring her here next time. I right? will. I will bring Mama Paz over in this yeah, studio and tell her. She, but that's an insane thing. So, right off the rip, you're four years old. You now you're you're you're. you're Literally only one eye, like one working eye. Mm -hmm. And so now, like, as you're four, you're still like a kid. So, like, there's no, there's no real big aspirations yet because you're just kind of getting dirty, you know, like going out there. And like, I would be in the outfield doing cartwheels and stuff. I really didn't, I couldn't hit a baseball. I couldn't, I hit off the tee and 
I'd miss. Like, I mean, we all hit off tea. Yeah, but, start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I'd walk into walls and stuff. Yeah, like, my, own, my own would be like, "What's wrong with this kid? Why is he keep? You know, why is he like?" I mean, look, <laughs> I, everything's half. You know what yeah, I mean? So that's that, I can see past here. That's, that's about it. That's insanity. So all right, so that's what I was going to ask you. So growing up, obviously you're from Colonia, right? Yep. yep. So Born how was that growing up? I mean, what, did you experience like, you know? Kids at the school are ruthless. I said it on my first episode, mm -hmm. bro. There was times today, to this day, mm -hmm. that I get up in the morning. I'm like, oh my god, look at <laughs> you, you piece of garbage. You know what I mean? Like, and it's a, it's a thing that stuck with me through my entire youth, right, bro? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you listened to the first episode, but I was telling my friends to push me in the pool with my shirt on, mm -hmm. so that would give me the excuse to stay in the pool with my shirt on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And people are like, oh, I guess I'm all wet now. What am I supposed mm -hmm. to do? You know? So like, kids are brutal. Yeah. How was it for you? Um, when I was growing up, I always wore rec specs, like a, like a gl goggles, glasses kind of thing. Okay, like a um, Horace Grant? Like, uh, you ever John Trench or... Uh, John Trench. He's used to no. wrestle. Um, no, see, I that. So, wait, so now you're telling me that there was other wrestlers doing this. Well, this, he just wore, he wore the goggles. Okay, I don't really just know a safety backstory. measure. Yeah. Okay. But my mom would have me wear those because she always wanted to protect my good eye. Of course. And I would wear it when I would wrestle all the way up until my end of my freshman year of high school, and then we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, so but growing was, up, was it rough with, with the kids? Like you were wearing these big goggles. No one really knew. I mean, I think kids like kind of, I had the prosthetic in, so you can't really tell looking at me. Like, no, I really just, can't. If you just saw Bro, me, I swear to God, we've met like twice uh -huh. before. And then the third time was when like Gooch had to tell me, he was like, mm -hmm. you know, you know, he's got a prosthetic. I'm like, what? Like I have no idea. So you mm -hmm. really looking at you, you can't tell you can't at tell, all. Yep. Like there's literally no bullshit. So anybody in the cosmetic field, you mm -hmm. know, they did a great job. Yeah. Because so, I really so can't So how tell. they do it is like when they make a new one, I'll look at my doctor like this and, sh and she's an artist. She'll look at me and compare this one to this and one. And just draw it? And draw it. Stop. And I'll sit there for hours and they just paint it. And Bro, it's, it's that's so crazy I mean, that's how they crazy. do it. Yeah. That's crazy. Like so, all right. So, you, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know why it costs mm -hmm. money. Um, so, all right. So, you're growing up. Kids don't really have a clue. Nobody really knows. I mean, I have the prosthetic. I mean, if you look at me and I kind of look like this and like a little bit of a lazy mm -hmm. eye, you mm -hmm. might think I have. But which, which kind of common, actually. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not out of the realm of things mm -hmm. that we've all seen just looking yeah. at anybody. Yeah. Um, so, did it ever get to a point where now I'm big on mental health, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I know that. There's probably times where you're like, man, I got to live with this shit for the rest of my life. You know, was there ever any, like, I don't want to say doubt, but any, like, self, like, why me? Like, how were your feelings growing up with this? Or were you just like, you know what? Fuck it. This is what's happening. This is what I'm doing. This like, is me. That's awesome. This is me. I mean, Good I for was... you, man. Because I know a lot of people would, would throw in the towel. You know, would be like, dude, I can't do this shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and, and you were fortunate You throughout your schooling. Like, nobody was like, hey, man, look at this guy. What a mm -hmm. weirdo. You know what I mean? Like. I guess you had some good friends. You I, know what I mean? I always had my family, always good people, like always surrounding yourself around good people. Like yeah. my family brought me up a certain way and I was always, you know, taught a certain way. And, you know, who cares what other people think of me? Even nowadays, like even more, even more now, who cares? Right. Because back I, then when I was little, I really didn't tell people. My parents never told people. Um, it was always like kept it to ourselves. Who, who needs to know? Who needs to know? Yeah. Right. Who needs to know? I, I'm business? with you on that. But uh, when I when I got you know I we can get to later when I you know kind of told like the, I didn't tell the world but I told people like what well, was not wrong with me but we'll get to that later. It's insane. So all right, so you're growing up, you're a kid, you're you're four when this actually goes down. Now mm -hmm. sports start to become a actual factor in your life by when? When what, what was just for the first sport that you're like you know what I want to do this? Uh, so my mom wanted me to be a swimmer. First off, never. I'm, I'm okay with that. that mom, that's pretty cool. Look at what happened to Phelps. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my mom was an athletic trainer. She, you know, did the wrestlers, football players. She hated wrestling. She never wanted. Between your mom being an athletic trainer and your dad being who he is, you guys are bulldozers. <laughs> like, my God, like everybody, the Paz family. And now I know why the Paz Garage exists, but go on. Garage, we'll talk yeah. about that a little bit. Um, but she never wanted me to wrestle because she, she hated the sport of wrestling. So. Um, I got into wrestling, I want to say first grade, what am I, six, seven years old? Really? Right so yeah. that early? Yeah, but. What um, drew you to that? Like, because a lot of kids want to play baseball, they want to dribble basketball, yeah, they want to throw the winning touchdown. Yeah, I played but like, and all that. But wrestling, like, I mean, even my brother, I think it was middle school, seventh, eighth grade, you know, like mm -hmm. that's when he decided to get on, maybe even six, but like yeah. that's young to get into wrestling. Who got you into that? So my dad came home one day, goes, hey, you want to sign for wrestling? And I I went to my first practice and my, I came home and, and my my, I said to my mom, I go, Mom, guess what Guess what dad did today? <laughs> Took me to wrestling practice. My mom probably almost killed him. Oh, my God. And then so ever I since then, I wrestled for Woodbridge Rec, a little bit of Rawway Rec. Um, 
I wrestled for M- my first club was MJG mm-hmm. with Eric Palmer. He's the guy that really, you know, got me into wrestling. And then I, you know, moved on to Yale Street and all that. We could talk about a little later. But another sport I did first off was judo. Oh, okay. I started with judo with um, um, Sensei Yanni mm-hmm. at a Cranford Judo Karate Center. Um, so I started off with judo and wrestling a little bit together. And then I got into jiu-jitsu, you know, probably when I was 10, the aspirations 11. to get into MMA, bro. I mean, like. Maybe. My mom would not. No, she, I mean, she, she don't want you wrestling. She yeah. don't want you getting kicked in the well, face I mean, either. We're this far into it. <laughs> right. <maybe. laughs> right. At this point, you're like, you know, fucking do whatever you want to yeah. do. Um, all right. So some judo, some some uh, jujitsu, some wrestling. Wrestling, yep. When did it click? When did, when did you realize, like, or when did somebody else, like, whisper in your ear, like, dude, mm-hmm. you're pretty goddamn good at this. Like, you mm-hmm. could you could do this going forward. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, because middle school, bro, I, I'm sure there was times that, like, and this happened to my brother. He was, like, wrestling girls and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you're like, you don't know how to pin them or anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's just such an awkward thing when you're that young. Mm-hmm. But when or who told you, hey, man, you're kind of good at this? So I first got good at judo. So I, I was, you know, traveling. I went to Florida. I went to the U.S. Open. Um, I would go to Hawaii, Texas. I wow. was traveling all over all when over I was, like, in middle school um, doing judo. And then when my when Sensei Yanni passed away, that was kind of, like, I wouldn't say the end of my judo time, but I kind of, like, Was he older? Like, yeah, he was older. Okay. He was, so it was like a Mr. Miyagi type situation he was, where he was just an older guy, but he was still a G, and he was teaching you everything He was you probably the best That's cool. ever in the world. If you look him up, and there's a book on him, too. Really? Uh, you can get into him a little more. Um, but he was really the main person who really got mm-hmm. me into the martial arts and all that and that's cool taught me like brought me up the certain way um so a lot of you know props to him yeah everything yeah um, without him i don't think i'd be you know who i am mm-hmm. in, in the martial arts. that's world. awesome it seems like he was a big impact he on was, your life he so was, that's, that's yeah. pretty cool where was he out of uh he was from japan but he out of judo karate center it's it's still here today where He's, at in Cranford. Cranford. Okay. Yes, I think you said that before. Okay. Wow. Um, right. And his, his son, Nick, uh, he takes over now. He took it over. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And I uh, haven't been there since he passed away, I would say. Probably a long time. I haven't been there. I think you need to make a trip. I, one day I will. You know, just to see one where day it all I'll get began. My black belt yeah. In judo. I'm, there you go. I'm a purple belt right now. So. Yeah. I made it to white belt. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I quit karate um, mm-hmm. within an eighth of a second because mm-hmm. my sensei was an asshole. You know, like I just felt like he was picking on me a little bit and I was just uh, like, I'm not. I'm not really good at this, so mm-hmm. uh, stop making fun of me, you know? And you're just like, yeah, look at this. This is Dave. And he, mm-hmm. there was like a, a dummy, mm-hmm. and he kicked the shit out of it and went flying across the room. And I was like, I'm fucking done. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Um, so obviously, all right, so you, you get your start um, wrestling, though, as far as wrestling, when yeah. you figured it out. When when did somebody tell you, like, hey, man, you're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might want to be a little bit, like, put yourself in a more of a competitive class or whatever. Like, when, when did that happen? I would say, like, seventh grade. When I met... Um, Donnie DeFilippis, my Yale Street coach, mm-hmm. um, I would say between like seventh grade-ish, that's when I was like, you know, I stopped playing football. You played I, football? I played Pop Warner. Football. Where? Colonia? Colonia. Yeah. 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 I was a Bearcat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Colonia Patriots. No longer the Patriots, actually. Remember where the, uh, the the Broncos now or something? Oh, Jesus Christ. They combined like 18 cities, right? Yeah, yeah I know. I, it's, it's, it's so I played Pop Warner up till like seventh grade and then. What position? I was playing quarterback, running back, really? center, you name oh, it. Everything. I was playing everything. All right, cool. But I did play quarterback for a little bit. My All dad right. was a quarterback back in college and stuff. Really? So, yeah. Where'd he go? Uh, he played at East Strasburg, Kane, and Montclair. He's <laughs> all over the place. Look at he him. He was, he was doing the portal thing before the portal thing was cool. He all right, was, cool, yeah. cool. He didn't like school too much. He liked playing football. Though. Listen, nobody really likes school too uh-huh, much. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> go on. Um, so, yeah, from, from there, uh, when I was in seventh grade, eighth grade, that's when I kind of clicked. And then... I stopped playing football in seventh grade, and that's one thing I wish I did in high school. I wish I played football because I love playing too. with my I buddies. Me too. I mean, more at least, yeah. Playing with my friends. Like, I wish I did that, but I know I wouldn't be where I am today if I played because I was wrestling all year long, going to off-season tournaments, training in the summer, training all there. I would – all the time I spent, you know, wrestling, and if I – all the time I would have spent playing football, wouldn't have, you know – been good for my wrestling. Wouldn't have ever matched up, no. yeah. And I wouldn't be where I am today, you know. Yeah, and, and you know it's funny. When I was in high school, I remember – I remember specifically seeing some of the wrestling team at Woodbridge, yeah, um, like going around the the hallways, like jogging around Running on day, and I'm like, where are they going? Like, why are they doing? <laughs> and they're spitting in a bottle, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, what if what is happening here? Yeah, mm-hmm. no idea what was what it entailed. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like making weight and all this other yeah. shit, like, uh, it, it, it's a grind, man. And I guess obviously you get to Colonia, mm-hmm. and. Um, people have already established you as a pretty good wrestler around town. Mm-hmm. So were you like a right away varsity guy, like as a freshman? Yeah, I came in, I started varsity. Um, I 
made the states my freshman year. <laughs> went round to twelve. Unreal. Um, I was one forty five my freshman year. I was a little smaller. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I kind of just grew from there. I didn't. I, I would say even in high school, I didn't know what I was doing really. Freshman year, I didn't. I, I mean, I was good at wrestling because I was, you know, I'd say I was pretty strong at the time, but. I really didn't know how to actually wrestle. I'm still learning how to wrestle currently. To this day, huh? To this day. You're, you're always learning. You're I think always you're learning that's something. 100% agree. But once I got, like, you know, things started clicking, probably around my sophomore year, I started in high school, I started, like, figuring out, like, what I was good at. Like, freshman year, middle school stuff, I was just wrestling. I was just going out there, you know. Manhandling people, just throwing people around. Yeah, like. you know, just doing, doing what I got to do. But once I got to my sophomore year, I took third in the state that year. Let me backtrack a little bit. After my freshman year, I broke my leg. Oh, Jesus. Wrestling? Some wrestling at a okay. Greco tournament in New York, Pennsylvania. Um, Fun times. I'm sure mom yeah. was happy. Never wrestle Greco again. We'll never <laughs> wrestle Greco again. Um, no, wait. And that, define it to the people that are out there that might not know what the hell, including myself. <laughs> like, what exactly is the difference between the, the high school stuff and the Greco stuff? Yeah, so high school, college, we, we wrestle folk style wrestling, which is what we wrestle here in the United States. And then... Um, Internationally, we wrestle freestyle and Greco. Okay. Freestyle, you could touch the legs. Greco, you can't touch the legs. Greco is like all waist up. Really? Uh, yeah, all throws. Can't even grab stuff. the legs. You, so no. you're not, you can't shoot, really. You can't shoot. You got to do all upper body stuff, throws. Oh, I'd be great at that. I'm a more <laughs> upper body guy. I'm a, I would say, I'm what you call top heavy. Uh, uh, so I would be <laughs> dominant. Is the Greco wrestling? No, I'm mm -hmm. definitely not. I did the fake stuff for a little while. <laughs> That's about it. I see you announcing that. Yeah, all that announcing, but I was actually in the ring for, I don't know, four years or whatever. Uh -huh. But. Yeah, I wish it was faker. To be honest. So, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten hurt. I tore the ACL. Oh, um, but anyway, so you you broke your leg after freshman year. Greco yep. wrestling, no more Greco ever no. again. I broke it in June, and then I was in a leg cast from my toe to my hip that entire toe summer. to your hip. Oh my god! So you are not moving. Not moving. I was got out of it around August, uh, and then I was like, all right, I got to get back to you know getting healthy. How was that though? Like, and this this you could basically speak to anybody going through an injury or recovery. Mm -hmm. You think you're on your way as a freshman. Mm -hmm. You're you're running through people as a freshman. Yep. You're a varsity member, and then you break your leg, and you're literally incapacitated to do anything Couldn't for do months. Anything. Yep. How did you get through it? Like um, how? Where? Like, I'm already learning a lot about your mentals as far mm -hmm. as like not giving a shit about what people other other people say. Mm -hmm. That kind of mentality, like mm -hmm. family for all that. I'm getting all that already. Mm -hmm. But like, how do you how do you get through a, a leg injury like that where you need help the whole entire way? Yeah. So I mean. My mom, my family, everyone helped me there. I was, you know, I would, I was going around in crutches and just, you know, going. I was, my mom was, I was blowing the leaves one day, and I was I had the thing on my back, crutching down the backyard. Jesus, I have a picture of that. Um, I would do a deck of cards, push ups, because I, I could only really do push ups, upper body stuff. So me and my dad would do a deck of cards every night. That's three hundred and sixty five push ups, I think. How many numbers of deck card? Uh, yeah, sure. Three sixty-two. Three hundred sixty-five. I don't know. I don't know. There's four. Face cards were tens, though. Uh, oh, aces okay. were eleven. Oh, well, then, yeah, then you're doing a shit ton more than yeah. just the amount of cards. Yeah. So yeah. we would go back and forth cards. I'm gonna get all these emails and texts like, dude, how do you not know how many cards are in a deck? No like, idea. fifty-two. It's fifty-two cards in a, in a deck. Yeah. But if you times it all by those face numbers, cards and shit, yeah. yeah. All right, fine. So I don't know why I just. We're gonna go with three something. Sure. But me and my dad, we would go every night, like push-ups, um, all upper body stuff. So my upper body was getting way Your bigger. Your dad's a goddamn savage. Like, he doesn't seem like he has a, a motor that turns off. He goes to work every morning, 6 in the morning, till 5 at night. Then he comes home, and we go lift in the garage. We lift to the pollen. You know, we always getting our lifts in. Unreal. Following the west side kind of style. Good for him, man. Good for him. He's always How old is he? He'll be 50 this year, actually. All right. Yeah. All right. Pushing the 5-0, and he's still <laughs> just doing his thing, man. That's still great. Chugging. Still chugging. Yeah, absolutely. Great mm -hmm. shit. All right, so your leg, your your family, your support, you get through it. Mm, yep. The recovery process sucks, I'm assuming, yeah, right? And then PT every PT morning, every was, day yeah. and, like, everything like that. So when did you kind of get the feeling that, like, you know, because I'm sure once you break your leg, the, mm -hmm. the initial thought is, I'm never going to do this again. I was so, I was Like, wrestling's crying. over. Right, yeah, dude. I, I thought it was over there. But then, you know, get people bring you back yeah. mentally, physically. And then once I got to that season, um, I mean, kind of eased into it. But then I had like a great sophomore season, went to the Beast of the East. Um, I actually lost first round that tournament to a senior, wrestled all the way back to blood round, a great tournament, in my opinion. Um, and then Blood round meaning what? Like round before placing. Oh, okay. As a sophomore. Shit. And, and the Beast of the East tournament is a pretty well high-renowned tournament, a national tournament. All right. And then that year, I took third at the States um, as a sophomore. That year, I, I wrestled the GMCs. I won my first GMC title, which is counties. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like that win really, like, put me up like that was a good good confidence builder good win because i knocked off the number three kid in the state at the time and then um it propelled to the rest of the year and i took third that year 
senior year, how 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 much you flying high? Like, are you like senior like year, I was on top of the world? Yeah, I was gonna say like <laughs> Colonia senior year. Everybody uh, knows who you are because uh, a the town support, b the New Jersey state support. Mm-hmm. Now all eyes on Paz going into the senior year. How'd you do? Before I get to my next question, how'd you do senior year? Senior year, I was forty zero. Good state champ, fucking outstanding right. uh, wrestler in the whole state, any weight, all weight class. 40 no. So nobody touched no. you. Never taken down. Ne- never taken off- down? Did not lit up an offensive point my senior year, high school. Are you kidding? Do they call that anything? Like, besides perfect? Domination, maybe. I, don't <laughs> I like that. I like just <laughs> completely dominant. I know Gooch is going to get a kick out of that one. But um, Jesus Christ. All right, so clearly nobody could touch. I tech pinned everyone pretty much through district. Tech pin is now f- five, uh, 15 points. 15, right. then you pin, well, 14, then you pin the guy. What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's one hundred dollars check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website absolute-eyewear.com tell them chop sports search set you wow so you just I mean, I completely kicked the shit out of somebody and then then you're like by the way i'm gonna that. i'm gonna pin you pin tech I, it was just like overall that season was just like i don't think you can make it any better than it was unreal Unreal. So I mean, now I was on top of the world and then the world fell apart with COVID the week later. So I Holy didn't, shit. Yeah. Holy shit. So that so you went forty and 0, technically twenty nineteen. And I then twenty twenty. Yeah, so twenty nineteen season into the twenty twenty year. Yes, yes. And then COVID hits. Now March I think it was like March like second week of March, um Everything shut down. Everything shut yeah, down. Like they, they canceled the NCAA tournament. Yes. Like as soon as they did that, when I heard Star here, it was about, weekend before the state tournament was weekend before the NCAA tournament. And so, did you do did, where that was the state tournament on? State tournament, yeah, won the state. Tournament. Oh yeah, you went. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> See, <laughs> and then the week day. later, the week later, everything shut down. I went to I went to school that next Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Nobody was there. That's insane. First, well, second state champ in Colonia history. First, and one you couldn't in, even celebrate it. I mean, I mean, you could celebrate, I but like nobody but in town was like, it was a ghost town now because of I mean, yeah, it was a ghost town. Yeah. So Dude, me, it was so, me and coach Grasso okay. in the high school and we just, you know, I got an announcement loudspeaker, but it was great. It was great. I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better season. Couldn't have asked for anything, you know, more of a perfect season than that senior that, year. I mean, yes, it's the definition of a perfect season. You don't lose. You don't give up a point. Like that's to me, that's mm-hmm. complete. Crazy. And I was just letting it fly, and I was just you know, yeah. Man, I mean, thing. at that point, you know you got it. You know you're good. You're probably walking around with not a cockiness, but a, a little bit of a I, I got you, like mm-hmm. a, a swagger yeah. of some variation. Where you're like, you know what? I, nobody can touch me. You it's know, like, like yeah. I'm on a roll right now. I'm mm-hmm. killing it. So all right. So senior year, you win the states. You're the best wrestler in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Where did you rank as far as uh, the country, as far as high school wrestling at the time? Do you know? Uh, I mean, they had all different kind of ranks. I think I was like number three or four, like in my weight class. Okay, I in mean, the country. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, I so. think recruit wise, I was like fifteen or sixteen overall. Okay. But I, I don't know. Everyone's got different ranks. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. All right. I, so I never really looked at ranks. Doesn't was, matter though. Top five good. wrestler maybe in the country, according to some, and yeah. according to others. Top 15 recruit in the country, we're talking. All right, yeah. so no longer New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Now it's the United States of America, right? So now COVID hits, graduation, you get to walk at Colonia, sort of. You didn't walk. Oh, that's right. Everything was I done. I stood up and waved my hand. Holy <laughs> hell. All right, so nobody's walking at Colonia. So now what is happening throughout the senior year? You're motoring through people. Mm-hmm. Um, this is before any kind of NIL thing. We'll get into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, like, when does your phone or your mom or dad's phone start ringing off the hook mm-hmm. because college is right around the corner? When does that start happening? So, I, I committed a little earlier. I committed to my junior year. Whoa. Okay. Yes. So, junior year, after your junior year season, yes. somebody came up to you and said, yo, you're coming hard? Like, you're coming to us? Yeah. And that so was I, Rutgers? Yeah. I went to, so I took my, I only took one official visit, which was to Rutgers. Really? And I committed on my visit. I knew, I, I knew before. I was, you know, the whole process. Like, I knew I always wanted to go to Rutgers. I'd go to the Rutgers matches when I was little with my dad. Um, I've always wanted, I knew close to home. I didn't want to go too far. Um, but, you know, I had other schools, you know, reaching out. But I got to know. Who, who are they? I mean, North Carolina, Tar Heels, I like them. I, I liked Ohio State. I mean, I liked all those schools. Ohio too. State, so another Big Ten school. Was, I liked them, yeah. But yeah. I, 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 I kind of was set in stone in on Rutgers. I really didn't. 
I didn't even take a visit there. I didn't even take a visit to any other schools. I kind of told I, I had them set up, and that's when I visit the Rutgers. And I'm like, yeah, why am I going to waste anyone else's time? Why are you going to waste anybody else's money? That's a big decision, and yeah. and not only that, but the fact that you did it in such fast speeds. You know what I mean? So yeah. you commit in all right. So after junior season. You know you're going to Rutgers, mm-hmm. and now Rutgers gets to watch you mow through people, mm-hmm. and then COVID hits. What's the next plan of action? What did they tell you? Like, was everything just like in flux? Like nobody really knew anything, nobody right? Nobody knew a single thing. That's insanity. We would, me and uh, me and my dad built that Paz garage. Paz garage, yeah. Over, over quarantine, we literally would find stuff around the house. It was so hard people to find weights. Like, it was ridiculous. We yeah. would find and we started once it got a little bigger we started buying things you know we got, we got a new rack i got this i got that but now just it's staying just, ready yeah staying ready you know we we would work out in our garage me and uh shane mallory he was my yale street um coach training partner he's really the guy that you know brought explain me. to me what yale street was so yale is. street is our as uh, the club like okay. i went to wrestling uh, club the, when did you go there um when seventh eighth grade that's when i started that's the club there. okay um shane mallory Dan Hill and Don DeFilibus. Those are the three coaches there. Okay. Um, they're the Yale Street coaches. They're the guys that, like, you know, brought me up all through end of middle school, high school, and then still to this day are, you know, tremendous big parts of my life. They're, Excellent. You know, great, great. Yeah, no, I see them always than sharing than your stuff. I'm, I'm assuming you go back there and give back to, the, to the younger kids and all stuff the on, the, on the come up. Mm-hmm. A lot of these kids out there are, like, Talk to me through that. Like before mm-hmm. Rutgers, right? Mm-hmm. Colonia is obviously what it was, right? Mm-hmm. And you're about to go to Rutgers, but everything's in flux. Mm-hmm. But talk to me a little bit about like finding out that your name is is in the bright lights right now. Like you're starting to gain some actual traction. Like mm-hmm. you're starting to gain some fans. You're starting to gain a mm-hmm. following. You're starting to have kids look up to you. Explain to me how that feels. It's just it's just a great like I it's it's words I can't explain. Like it's a great feeling overall just to like know that I can help other people like uh, when that article came out, when I kind of, you know, told the world about my eyes situation, um, it was with that little kid Chase. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once that came out, like other people would like, you know, message me, message my mom and like different things. And it's just like, it feels a good, you know, good feeling in my heart that yeah. I can, you know, give back to people and give them, I guess, inspiration mm-hmm. um, that I really didn't, I didn't really do much, but I kind of like, you know. Well, it's funny because um, I was in education for a little while, mm-hmm. right? I went out and I, uh, I became a paraprofessional, which I'm sure you know what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the guys that kind of walk around school, they're either latched on with a classroom or yep. they're latched on with a kid. Mm-hmm. I was latched on with a kid named Danny, and he was legally blind in one eye. So, like, really? I was, yes. So, I, so I like that connection. So, I was to walk around with him, be his big brother, basically, mm-hmm. making sure that he's not banging into walls, making sure he's not getting in any scruffs with any of the kids. Yeah. And he, you know, he, he dealt with it. And there's a lot of people that start, you know, kids are fucking assholes nowadays. You know what I mean? They will ruin you. Yep. So I was his big brother. I was his mentor. I was this guy. But there was times where he said to me, he's like, you know, at first when I met him, he always thought the the disability was a, was a complete Debbie Downer saying mm-hmm. like, I'm never going to be able to do this. Like, I really mm-hmm. wanted to play football. Like I can't, I tried. It's not good. I'm not mm-hmm. good at it. Blah, blah, blah. Bro, him knowing that I was in pro wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, and he was a massive wrestling fan. So me and him got along real well, you know, mm-hmm. Austin 316, all yeah. this other <laughs> cool shit, right? Mm-hmm. So we're doing all this stuff, and uh, I'll never forget, and you you can attest to this, the day, and I, I literally just reconnected with him not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Like, he's down in North Carolina, now, South Carolina now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's tall as shit. He's going to be a senior. Like, I had him when he was, like, fourth, fifth grade. So, like, to see this kid develop and get through all this shit mm-hmm. is just a testament mm-hmm. to itself, right? Yeah. But he goes up to me one day, and this hit me right in the heartstrings, bro. He goes, uh, you know, I, w- I want to thank you for everything you've done for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to let you know that I'm going to be the first ever legally blind WWE heavyweight champion. And, like, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. But, like, now, you like, I know I know how you feel. Because, mm-hmm. like, and I'm not a wrestler by in, in your you know, your regard, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I did what I did mm-hmm. and, and now you're inspiring the kids to kind of go and do their own thing and tell them that there's no effing limits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go out there, do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's like resonating with you through high school and now into college. Yeah. Now COVID is kind of, it wraps up. When exactly did you walk through the doors at Rutgers university? So my first year was not your typical first year as a freshman. Virtual shit, right? I'm virtual assuming. classes. We lived there. It was just, it was the wrestlers and a few other teams in like the dorm apartments things. And I'd walk from my apartment to practice every day and then walk back and sit in my dorm all day. That's all I did. 
the entire year. We'd get COVID tested every day. I'm pretty sure we actually talked to you for the first time. You were Over chilling in your in in Zoom in your dorm. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's so crazy you say that. Yep. So that was life. That I mean, was there was no wrestling year. season on the horizon either, right? I well, mean, we were just practicing. We didn't know when season was going to start. Right. Season ended up starting in January. We were just practicing from, I think, like September 1 to like, to, till January. We just practiced every day. That's all we did. We couldn't, there was no, like, we didn't know matches were going to come. Right. Um, but matches did come. We had like four or five matches throughout January to March. And then like. And that was 21. Yeah. It and then, and then wasn't there another nice little spike? <laughs> like there's something where everything got kind of shut down again. Right. So like it's a second pandemic and everybody's mm -hmm. losing their minds. So right now you're experiencing this different feel because of the fact mm -hmm. that now that you had, like, they were giving you the COVID year, mm -hmm. right? So, yep. like, now you have this extra year of eligibility, Correct. right? And now you're rolling through 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, the season's coming up, and that's kind of when Chop Sports gets involved mm -hmm. a little bit, right? Because all of a sudden, July, this had to be a game changer. Mm -hmm. July 1st of 2021, mm -hmm. the Supreme Court comes down with this NIL thing, basically yep. saying, hey, you better pay these kids for doing what they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. No more lining the, co the coaches' pockets. No more lining the, the university's pockets. These kids deserve to be paid for what they're doing. And I'm not saying, like, hey, we're going to give you a salary pause. Like, mm -hmm. this is what you're doing. Some schools are actually doing that, believe it or not. Yeah, like, I've seen, I like, too, I, yeah. Miami University, I believe, is paying their football players $500 a week just to be on the team. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Don't quote me on that, but I think I read it uh -huh. in a book. Um, <laughs> uh, so, basically, what I'm saying is NIL comes into fruition, right? Mm -hmm. And a little sports media uh, company named Chop Sports comes calling at you mm -hmm. because we have the connection with the Grassos. Yep. We get officially introduced virtually to for you to come on for mm -hmm. a podcast. We interview you. Have a great time, mm -hmm. right? Or I think you had a great time. Phenomenal. A lot of laughs. A lot of laughs, right? So that happens. And then we decided to launch the Chop Athlete, meaning mm -hmm. like we want to we want to make some merchandise. We want to make you some money. We want to make money in turn is for us too. Mm -hmm. So we got to latch on to the best of the best. The first two people we brought in were yourself and defensive end Mike Tvertoff, right? I'm renting through right now from my house. Tvertoff rentals? Tvertoff rentals. That's so funny. That's so funny. My house is through Tvertoff. Have you year. seen Mike? Yeah. Back? Yeah. All right. So he was had a little stint with the Dolphins for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now he's back home. Yep. Um, so that happens. Mm -hmm. You're able to do it. There's still, like, the, the, the details of all this NIL stuff is still a little wonky. Nobody really, really they knows. still don't even know, honestly. I mean, it's honestly, it's it's officially the the Wild West, I think. I think mm -hmm. it's evolved ridiculously mm -hmm. in a great way for the student athlete. Trust me on that. Like, oh, yeah. I've seen guys that are making millions of dollars before they step onto the field. It's yeah. insane. Football players, basketball players, they're going to make a lot, a lot oh, of money. It's, dude, it is insane. Now, yeah. I ask you. We did this uh, NIL thing with us. You were the first or second chop athlete, right mm -hmm. in the right off the gate. Yep. So you make some c cash off your likeness. We it's put great. you on a yeah. shirt. You're making mm -hmm. some money. We're sending you money. You're like, holy shit! I don't have to do anything. I just have to be. Like, I just have to be me. Be me. That's <laughs> yep. it. And I'm getting paid. Dave and Chris are sending me money. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like this is great. Yep. I gotta ask. Did you get approached by anything else? Um, I have a supplement sponsorship, G Code. Okay. I don't know if you heard of them. No. Um, but I'm always into the subs. They're so out of New definitely Jersey. Uh, you can use. Code pause 15. Okay. G code. And 15. You get so, you know what's funny? 15% off. The people that do the 10s, uh -huh. I feel like are not doing anything for anybody. 15 is a little more. 15 is a <laughs> That's math, folks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, so. I'm not, I might not be good at math, but hey, I know 15 is more than 10. <laughs> and, and, and listen, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, all right. So, you've got a supplement company. They approach you, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, I, it was through like, um, through Donnie, one of my Yale street, uh, Yale street coaches, um, his friend of, you know, his brother. Now, do you see any commission for that? Every time yeah, you use your bit, code? Yeah, every okay, time cool. I use my code, I get, you know, 15% of what they get. Nice. Nice. All right. So, so, but is that it? Like, I mean, like, cause I get some, you know, supplements and stuff too. Some gear I got like a beginning and stuff, but, um, Barstool ever hit you up? No. Bastards. They, they, I didn't even want to be a You Barstool know what it was? Athlete. You know what's funny? Everyone's a Barstool athlete. That's what I'm saying. It got so oversaturated yeah. within a half a minute. Everybody was a Barstool athlete. And I'm like, and I there was a couple of the NIL guys that uh -huh. came on with us. And I said, well, what's Barstool doing for you? Yeah. And they're like, um, I get to put Barstool athlete in my bio. And they send me sweatpants. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah? It's like not even cool anymore. Cool. What? Uh, how much you making? Yeah. They're like, oh, nothing. And yeah. I'm like, hmm, interesting. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Like, yeah. all right. And it's not no discredit to... To Portnoy and those boys, they they had Barstool. I listen had, to the podcast all the time. They had it right. They <laughs> yeah. had it right to jump all over this, and that's why we did it too. Mm -hmm. But the NIL stuff. Now, you're you're into your season. Your your 2021 season is over because mm -hmm. it was kind of delayed. Yeah. So 2021, end of 2021. So this past season, mm -hmm. right? We're we're talking you up. Mm -hmm. Like we're like pause season, baby. It's time. Like let's rock. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about this past season because it was not what you expected. 
yeah. So this this season was I had a lot of ups and downs. Um, the the beginning of this this is my first like I guess want you want to say full season we start you know right, right, matches right. in October mm-hmm. till March. So wrestling season as a whole is such a long long grind, and I knew that coming in all that. Um, but I, I kind of got like a little bit of an injury towards mid season. Um, hey, you kept on the on the low for a little while. Nobody like people were kind of like. We knew, you know, mm-hmm. we talk. I mean, yeah. you and Chris, everybody, we talk, and we're like, you know, he's banged up, man. That's why, like, yeah. some of these match results are just not in our favor. And I say mm-hmm. our, like, we're all in this together. It's like, we're, we're on the mat together, and then we're getting beat up, too. But uh, I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, I, I know he's dealing with this, and I, it's not, like, it wasn't public. It wasn't, like, people were like, well, you know, Paz is battling through injury. Like, nobody knew. Like, it wasn't known fact. You kept wrestling. You kept basically saying, like, yeah, no, I'm not scratched. Like, I'm, I'm going. I'm going now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the, the no quit is very admirable, but you know it took a it took a toll on, yeah, on your yeah. season. I I'm just like that I always push through everything. I I'm sometimes I think that might hurt me a little bit. It could be detrimental. Cuz I yeah. uh, you know, push too much cuz I'm like a like a soldier. I'll do whatever you tell me, yeah. you know. I and I just, you know, towards the end of the year like it's things just, you know, gotten we put more weight on it and mm-hmm. it gets heavy, it gets mm-hmm. heavy, it gets heavy. And um I mean, I, I still made, you know, around a 12. Yeah, yeah, But, like, if people would think that's a great season. But for me... I knew that. Like, that. Like for anybody on the outside looking yeah. in, you're like, wow, he dominated again. But to you, I know for a fact, yeah. there's so much more meat on the bone, you yeah. know what I mean, yeah. that you left there. If you know me, it's, it's Correct. like... For me, that was, like, a not a good ending. I, I want to be on top of that podium. I know I will be. I got a red shirt and three years left, so I got plenty of time left in college. Um, you know, I could be a three-time national champ, but and that's but we that's plan on changing your shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we have all American to national champ, and that's what we want to be. uh, Listen, we're ready. (laughs) I know you're ready to make some extra coin. Mm -hmm. So obviously, it's off season now. But when when do you get back to kind of the grind of all that? Like, it's going to be we start September. September. So it just starts right. Then you're you know so season outside of Rutgers. Mm -hmm. Any other aspirations to go anywhere and wrestle? Um, I think next summer I plan on going out to Italy because my mom was born in Italy. So it's it's allowed. So I'm allowed to you know get my U, uh, U.S. Italian citizenship and you know dual citizenship, and then I could wrestle for maybe their team. I got to go to their trials. You know, I don't really haven't really talked to them much yet, but you know that's in my brain something an idea that I kind of want right. to take because Sebastian wrestled for Puerto Rico. Yeah. You mm-hmm. see a lot of these other guys in the U.S. going to different countries and wrestling. Um, like Miles Amin, he went to I think it was San Marino took bronze in the olympics the olympics on your radar something you want to do oh yeah olympics worlds uh everything outside of college is definitely uh something and i want to you know do i just recently uh a and e has been doing these biographies on all the pro wrestlers right Mm -hmm. so you got your stone cold you got your all the Mm -hmm. but i just watched one about kurt angle right so like knowing what he went through Mm -hmm. i mean he broke his freaking neck according to all the sources right but like he like the worlds and then the olympics and then all this stuff like triple overtime sudden death Mm -hmm. i i was getting pumped for that and i don't know the guy yeah so the minute you walk into some kind of olympic something you bet your ass i'm gonna be there and Uh i'm gonna be like enjoying every single second of that Mm because everybody around here as far as chop sports goes as far as colonia woodbridge the state of new jersey the nation eventually Mm -hmm. we're all kind of grasping onto your success because it's it's Mm -hmm. it's a fun ride man yeah it's It's a fun ride you're still having fun right oh i'm having fun all right i'm having the best biggest thing and i I know that's like very cliche for like Mm -hmm. an older person like myself which Mm -hmm. again i'm only like 16 years older than you so whatever (laughs) um i digress with that but like you know I say it's all about the journey. Like mm-hmm. sometimes, and I got other friends in other lines of work, like mm-hmm. whether it be bodybuilding or whether it be football or yeah. whether it be any any competitive anything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you get to the pinnacle and you get to that one moment where your hand is raised for that one big moment. It's all worth that moment. It's all worth it, but it's almost like, now what? You know, yeah. like the journey is what it's all about, bro. What's like next? getting there mm-hmm. is what it's all about. Yes, planning the next move yes. is what it's all about because- Everybody wants to win states when you're in high school. Yep. You did that. Everybody wants to be a national champion or an All-American first. You mm-hmm. did that. Now national championship is on the docket, mm-hmm. right? And now Olympic gold medalist is on the docket. Yep. Freaking worlds could be on the docket. A lot of people so, can't even get to those certain points. Like, and, the farther and I, you go up, the, the, the And I'd be, remiss, I'd be remiss to even say, like, man, you're doing this all against crazy odds. Mm-hmm. Like, crazy, crazy odds. You came up in a world where... You know, people will bash you left and right if, if you're just a little different, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and luckily, you didn't have to grow up with with that, right? Mm-hmm. But like the 
the the obstacles that you had to go through physically, you know, just to get to where you are. And I don't know. I I, I personally, truthfully, don't know. And you're 20 years old, bro. Yep. I don't know another person that works harder than you. I don't. And I'm Thank in the you. pro wrestling business. I mm-hmm. I announce a lot of these guys, but a lot of these guys are like, yeah, I love pro wrestling, and I'm going to go to the gym once or twice and do the trophy exercises, mm-hmm. meaning like everything that's seen on camera, shoulders, yeah. bodies, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. But, bro, I've seen you lift like fucking houses. You know what I mean? Like it is insane to see you drive this way, mm-hmm. and it's just it's so super admirable, bro. It's like, all you're killing sacri- Sacrifices. I make a lot of – I will do anything for that, to be on top of that podium. And national it, title. Anything. Listen. Like my senior year of high school, I did anything. So I can be on top of that. Yeah, I think you did all right. You know, I think you so but you had that goal. Yeah. And you went out and you crushed it. So now there's a new goal and now you got time to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think you're only getting better. Mm -hmm. You're only getting healthier. You're only getting wiser on your years. Smarter. Smarter wrestling, smarter weightlifting, smarter taking care of your body. Your dad knows, your mom knows. They're like you have a family worth of of just concrete buildings. You know what I'm saying? Like these people buildings with concrete uh, I mean, now it all <laughs> like makes sense Mason. right he's a well then that makes sense right because <laughs> yeah. like he is the kind of guy that you could tell man and, and, and you know a lot of parents i wish and i'm not going to tell anybody how to parent their kids mm. i'm a parent you know i have two kids they're mm. freaking you know my little guy is nine months my oldest is three mm. you know what i mean so like i'm going to be able to instill mm. hard work not getting your way like if you don't get your way you got to do this to earn this blah blah yep. blah right you're lucky man because you're living in a generation as a 20 year old Mm-hmm. where I almost hate all of you people. You know what I'm saying? Like all of you 20-year-olds, 25-year-olds, all you people that are just talking in a different language, using abbreviations that I don't even know. Somebody said something like, RN. I'm like, RN, RN, RN. And they're like, I'm like, RN? And they're like, right now. I was like, you couldn't spell out right now? Oh, I know what that means. Right, but I'm saying like, I'm so old, you know? So like these these kids, and you you would assume that a lot of them spoiled or they want things handed to them. Bro, you're cut from a different cloth, man. You're cut from a different cloth. Cloth. And it's so re- mm-hmm. like relieving to see mm-hmm. that like the generation that's that's you has some representatives that are you. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I know my kids will. Mm-hmm. I know my best friend's kids will be raised how I was raised. But mm-hmm. there was like some kind of some kind of divide. I don't know when it was or uh-huh. what happened, but like yeah. some kind of divide where the parents were just like, eh, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're offended me too. You know what I mean? Like everybody's offended. Yeah. So it's just like, oh my god. But like you and I just, I, I, is your dad? <laughs> Your dad has an alias on on Facebook, right? He doesn't. He, he doesn't have a. He doesn't. He's a flip phone. Oh my gosh! So he's not even on freaking. No, my dad. Oh, my God. dad. My dad will call you, and that's about it. Yeah, he my, uses he when he texts people. He uses zeros for O's. Wow. My dad is. My dad still to this day. He's old school. Like he'll he brought me. You know everything's old school. He likes everything a certain way. Like how they did it back then. Uh huh. He doesn't. He doesn't do any of this. You know. My dad stuff. takes fifteen minutes to send me a text. You know, and it's good to say like. Love you too, or something yep. like something so basic. He'll call me every day at lunch. Tell me lifting tonight. Tell yeah. me lift that. See that time every day. Yeah, no. he'll still call me. Listen, he wants he how's wants it on the. How's your how's your how's your quads feel? He like, wants you on the docket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he wants to make sure that the, the schedule's set. He's mm-hmm. like a fucking drill sergeant. Yeah, and this is why you are the way you are. You know what I mean? Like you were raised right. You got great parents. You got a great support system. Yep. Uh, your sister just graduated, right? So yep. you have a good family. Like everybody's She's going to Joffrey Dance School. I don't know who that is. I so, dude, I've seen her dance on the on the Instagram, bro. Mm-hmm. On the Instagram, other side. I Facebook, sound very Facebook, old. Right? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I sound like the Instagram, you know, but I, I've seen her dance. She's incredible. Like, yep. all of a sudden, the, the Paz family are just... There's another one, little Zoe. Zoe just went to a jiu-jitsu tournament in Lake City and went 4 now. Bro! So she's she's been, she's been big in the jiu-jitsu. She likes that a lot. She got into wrestling a little bit, but she really likes jiu-jitsu. She started with dance. She didn't like that much. Yeah, she's so, sitting there like, I don't want, I want to hurt people. Come on. She's more like me <laughs> there more you than go. Jackie. So but like, like Jackie's doing, like, it's yeah, just. Doing her own thing. Everybody's doing their own thing. It's incredible yeah. to see, and it's incredible to watch the journey because now mm-hmm. it ain't over. And that's yeah. the best part about it. Like, this isn't like a, a, a podcast where you sat down and you reminisce about all that happened. Like, this mm-hmm. is a podcast that you tell your story to this point, and then when you come back to this podcast in a couple of years with your gold medals and you lay them on the table, mm-hmm. I get to see what a gold medal looks like up close. Yep. So that's cool, right? Yeah, you're right. It's all about who you surround yourself with. It's yeah. all about who you listen to. Who, take the right information from the right people. Right. Um, it's all about you know getting like being raised the right way. I mean, I, I can't say I did anything for that, but it's my parents and everybody around yeah. there. But it's all about you know surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah, absolutely. Even, even now, surround yourself with the right people when you're 20 and when you're Do you have 30. like, a, like now, I know wrestling and then the lifting and everything kind of consumes you, mm-hmm. but do you find yourself like, like me being 36, like my circle of friends gets smaller every day. And it's mm-hmm. not because of like 
anybody's fault. It's just like yeah. families are starting and this, that, and a third. And mm -hmm. this one can't relate because this one doesn't have a kid. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. so things happen. But like, can you consider yourself like, do you still have your like a good core group of guys? Oh, yeah. From Colonia, Jimmy, Caleb, Brandon, Derek. I mean, they're my guys. Um, they're, and they're probably riding with you like, this is incredible. Time, yeah, what a we, journey. We're going. We go fishing all the time. We, I saw we, you at Dick's Sporting Goods. We, yeah, I, was, <laughs> I was saw you there the other day. We you know played spike ball all the time. We, we would ride our bikes every day when we were younger. Um, but even while I'm at school, like I don't see them for a while. I come back. Never they, miss they a come beat. see me. Never miss a beat. Still clicking. Pick Still it have up. our yep, inside jokes and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I, I hang out with them. I, I, of course, I got all my wrestling friends on the team. Mm -hmm. hey, I see them every day. Those are my brothers. Mm -hmm. But... Those those four from home, especially Jimmy and Caleb, those guys are my my guys. Yeah, so I'm always, cool I do to, anything with them. It's cool to still stick around with those guys because trust mm -hmm. me when I tell you, as you get older, people yeah. are gonna kind of go away, go their separate ways, and it's not a discredit to them or mm -hmm. like why? Well, oh my god, I can't believe this guy went this way. Like things happen, life yeah. happens. So Correct. keep that core. Yeah, keep it close and keep it keep the circle small. You don't yeah. need look. You're going to be a national champion one day. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of like, hey, pause. I'm your third cousin. Do you remember me? You know what I mean? Like You're there's going like, to be people uh, that are going to try to latch on to the success. And while it's all well and good, yeah. you know, you got to like, got to deflect them. You got to yeah. deflect them. You know, I know you, who the real ones are. Yeah, you Keep dude. those around. I mean, I'm nice to everybody. I mean, I'm a. And got to be careful with that because th that could be a fault. Could be a fault. Yes, could be a fault. I always try to, you know. I want to be treat respect, so I treat everyone else with respect. I'm yeah. a nice, nice person. I would say, of my own opinion, I'd say. Yeah, I'm no, nice I mean, I, yeah. I never talk to you after and get off the phone. Like, I just got the phone. Pause. What a dick. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's never gotten to yeah. that point. You know, it's it's always like you're very professional. You can you conduct yourself in a very respectful way, Thank and you. I think that translates to to everything that you do, mm -hmm. everything that you do. So, and I was taught that being raised a certain way, I was taught to you know do everything professionally. You know. Hold the door. Way. Yeah, hold, hold the, the door. door. Say thank you. Nice Shit. But yeah, yeah, the very basic stuff that I told you. Learn how to speak somewhere, to adults. Somewhere along the line. Learn how to do that. Right. Somewhere along the line, mm -hmm. your generation, and like a little older than you, 25 maybe, mm -hmm. they forgot how to do all that shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They forgot. And like, it's just like, it's a weird thing. You are an anomaly in your generation right now. You are, you are showing everybody that there's hope. You know, there's hope that there's could yeah. be good kids out there because of the parents that are doing a good job. So you give hope to parents like me that I'm like, all right, I can shape my kid to be this way. She's a menace right now. You know, she's running circles around daddy and I can't say no mm -hmm. because I'm a pussy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I can't. I'm just like, she's like, daddy, I want to do this. I'm like, no. Okay. You know, like, all she has to do is like bat her eyes and yeah, smile. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, yeah sure. Have it whatever you want. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so wrestling aside, mm -hmm. now wrestling is a big part of your life. It is your life, right? Yeah. You're going somewhere this week. You're going to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Why would you ever go to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? It's actually Latrobe. Whatever. Pennsylvania. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Why are you going to that dump? Where are you going? I am a Steelers fan, yeah. and I'm going to the Steelers training camp. That's I've cool, never though. been to a Steelers game or anything to do, like a... NFL thing with the Steelers. Your dad influenced you with this? My dad was a Raiders fan. Raiders fan. He like, you know, uh, Kiko Alonso and okay. all those guys. Okay. So. so, all right. So, Raiders fan. So, where did the Steelers, how the hell did that happen? Troy Polamalu. Okay. He's You're like, what? Well, look at that hair, man. Look, look at that hair. hair. There's like, but that guy was a missile. He would shoot yeah. yourself out. Like, he would just be shooting himself out of a cannon. The black and yellow. I always loved the colors. I mean, I was always like the steel curtain. Like, I always, like, I had all the cards and stuff. And I always, I just became a Steelers fan when I was little and it stuck. And, to this day, Steelers. So now you're so now you're going to training camp. Yep. You're gonna meet all the players. Yep. You're gonna get to, you're gonna put on your fanboy stuff. Like oh, you're of like course. just deck yourself out, try to yeah. get some autos. I'm okay. gonna get some autographs, That's some great, pictures, dude. I'm gonna Najee Harris, of course. I mean now you got Kenny Pickett Kenny to talk Pickett. to like and him. Mitch Trubisky. And Pick, the, yeah. Yeah, I mean I like you got, Pickett. I don't know. Right, we'll see. We'll see. A lot of know. reports are coming out saying, like, it's it's tough sledding. You know, yeah. listen, when you first got to school, I'm sure it was tough sledding for you too. So no matter what the sport, when you get to that next level, it ain't gonna be easy, right? It ain't gonna be easy. What any other sports besides like fanhoods? As far as besides um, the Steelers, you, you Yankee or Met guy or baseball? I'd pick Yankee over Mets. I'm not a big baseball fan, but uh -huh. I'd pick Yankees over Mets. All right, I like Judge. There you go. Um, Everybody does. Yeah, he's the he's the the dreamer. Everybody mm -hmm. loves to be Judge. Right I got now. into hockey a little bit this year. <sighs> You're a Devils guy. I, I haven't picked a team yet. Listen, I, listen. The Rangers would welcome you. Mm -hmm. It's the greatest place on earth to watch a hockey game. Is Madison Square Garden. It doesn't get any better than that. You got to do it. Like, come to the good side. Don't let anybody sway you. The Devils stink. They've never been good for a I've long been to time. One I've been to two Devils games. I got my my cousin's front row seats right in front of the glass. And oh, so you got guys literally, like, just was, getting smashed in front. Awesome. Oh, that had to be. It was a great time. I, I watched, you know, the playoffs this year. I like the Rangers. I, yeah. like the, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, Pittsburgh and Penguins, maybe I'm going to see what they're like. I, I don't mean, even know what their don't record was. Don't do it. Was. I hate the Penguins. I 
hate. So the I'm Packers. not gonna make my decision on All right, yeah, team. Yeah, hold that time. off. Hold that basketball, off. Basketball, I don't even watch basketball. So no basketball for you, huh? It's no. wrestling season. Yeah, yeah. that's that very true. <laughs> During wrestling season, so why not? Yeah. But I mean, shout out to Rutgers basketball. Oh, Rutgers. That, yeah. that is doing some incredible things over there. Like there was rumors that LeBron's kid was possibly gonna go to Rutgers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So that would make that would make your freaking place go bananas. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, so outside of sports, any aspirations as far as things that are happening when when wrestling's over? Nobody's rooting for wrestling to be over for you mm -hmm. because we love this ride that you're on. Mm -hmm. But after wrestling, what do you want to do? I would definitely say go in the coaching aspect. Okay, so you um, want to stick with wrestling? I do. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm um, definitely like you know maybe take over Yale Street one day. Who knows? Oh, okay, um, cool. Maybe open up your the, own shit, bro. Yeah. Maybe that. Who knows? You know, pauses dojo. You know, like pauses. You know, something. Maybe coaching, college coaching. I don't know if I want to do high school. I don't know what I want to do yet. It's kind of like you know, up in the air right now. You got now. time, bro. Right now, I'm still an athlete. Still, still competing. But I do love teaching. I go around doing clinics and and the camps and camps stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff that's like right. that all the time. So I mean, I, I really enjoy teaching because it helps me as a wrestler as well. Like mm -hmm. explaining my own technique and you know, learning more about myself and how my moves work and stuff. For sure. But um, yeah, I, I really like the teaching aspect, and I. I've been told I'm a pretty good teacher sometimes. Well, there you go. But when I first started, when I did my first clinic, I couldn't speak. Remember the first podcast we did? Yeah, it was a little rough, rough around the edges. I, couldn't yeah. I was like, uh, uh, dude, I mean, uh, listen, uh, uh, I've been doing this for, for yeah. years. You know what I mean? So that all but this comes into this today. Oh, dude, you're, it's night and day, yeah. night and day. You're a completely <laughs> different person. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, actually, because I was like, in my mind, like you were on your way, and I'm and I'm doing some notes and some prep for the show, and I'm mm -hmm. like. I don't know if I can peel anything out of him. You know what I mean? Because it's it a great conversation. Uh, yeah, like 50-something minutes. So, yeah, you did a great job, dude. It's been, you come a long way, son. So now you can talk in front of camps. You can tell everybody. You can tell your story. Your story is incredible, dude. Like, it's just like top to bottom. You know, when you put a bow on all of this, it's just like you're born a specific way with a rare, rare thing, right? And, like, people are just probably – you know, when they see you into the sports, they're kind of like, I'm not saying anybody did this, but there might have been a, a big select amount of people that wrote you off. You know, like, that's cool. He'll have fun with it, but he really probably won't get too far mm -hmm. with it being this way. And you've shut everybody up. Yeah. In the nicest, politest, uh, politest way possible, you've shut them all up. Mm -hmm. You've done your thing. And I just wish you nothing but complete success, dude. Oh, this, it's you. been so fun to watch you grow uh, over the last year. Um for me at least, but like mm -hmm. from the stories that I get from all the coaches back then, mm -hmm. this was, this was the writing was on the wall. Everybody knew that this was going to happen. So well, there's, there's more to come. Yeah, there's more to wait. come, more to come. Thank you very much for joining me today on a sit down with Sturge. Our, our, my second episode, first episode with a guest. We really appreciate it. I say we, it's me. I really appreciate it's it. It's my show, my vehicle, right? Where I can <laughs> shoot the shit and just not worry about anything. Mm -hmm. um, I hope you like the setup. I hope you like coming down here. I know it's it's some times of a journey with your schedule and everything like that. But, bro, continue success. Keep kicking ass. And uh, we'll be watching, bro. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Got it.